Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And this is Getting Rich After Divorce. We're two divorced women who decided the best way to get rich was to embrace our entrepreneurial spirits and build our own business. To us, rich means the money in your bank account, but also the quality of your life, your experiences, and your personal well-being. You're here to overcome doubt, fear, burnout, and finally get unstuck to build a business you love and makes you rich. You also want to learn how to do all of this while navigating the challenges divorced women face. If that's you, stick with us. You're in the right place. Hi, this is Mimi. And this is Lee. And in this episode of Getting Rich After Divorce, we talk about be the face of your brand by learning to be visible, aka why Lee became a bear coach. And that's B-A-R-E, not (laughs) B-E-A-R. Good distinction. Yeah. I just want to say like, as a divorced woman, it's really easy to feel a little bit invisible. Um, and it probably even started in the marriage. You know, I know even when I was still married and raising kids, I kind of lost a sense of who I was. You know, I might not have recognized it that I felt invisible, but, you know, looking back, I definitely was starting to feel a little bit invisible and the divorce just really amplified that feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And sometimes it's looking back a little bit, you see it more, um, And the funny thing is, like, as unpleasant as it can be to realize you feel kind of invisible, um, it also conversely can feel amazingly comfortable staying hidden. It starts to become this really comfortable space, like nobody can see me. Um, (laughs) And and by seeing, we'll, we'll go into some examples of that. But it can become kind of a comfortable prison to be invisible and then stay hidden once you're you realize you can kind of stay invisible. And a lot of women go through their whole lives like this. So we'll talk more about what that means to stay hidden. You know, go ahead. Yeah, I was going to say, because really this idea of hiding and being visible can take so many forms, even when you feel like, oh, I'm not invisible, I'm hustling, I'm working Mm -hmm. out there. Um, So we're just going to kind of run through a few ways It is. I think one, if you're starting a business and you are being anonymous on social media, then, you know, I think that's a sign that, oh yeah, I see what they're saying. Maybe I am being uh, a little invisible and hiding here, especially if you're not posting photos of yourself, you know, posting photos of things that you do, but you're not in any of the photos, Mm -hmm. you know, so it's like, oh, I'm sharing my life. I'm just not sharing me and putting myself in there, or maybe you're not even posting at all. And maybe you're not sharing anything on any social media form or advertising even locally about what your business is or talking to anyone. Um, I think another way is we really stop saying what we think, Mm, right? I think we start, it's like, you kind of get stuck saying um, what you think everyone else wants to hear, especially, you know, if in your marriage, you can tend to lose your voice and that can carry outside of your marriage. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah, not wanting to rock the boat or make waves. Um, Sometimes just staying unnecessarily silent when you'd actually benefit more from speaking up as a new business owner or as a person. Uh, Just notice this pattern where you just stay silent. Like, I don't want to rock the boat. I don't want to 
say the wrong thing. Um, it might even things like practical outside of your business business, like not asking for a raise if you still have a day job and you're not asking for more money directly or you find you're not speaking up for yourself in other settings. It doesn't have to just be on social media. Yeah. And talking about the job too, it's also like if you don't ask for a promotion, Mm -hmm. You know, I yeah. can just remember sitting there thinking, when are they going to offer me a promotion? You know, <laughs> right. I'm like doing so much work. Nobody's coming yeah. over here, you know, and a lot of times it does take asking for that promotion. And like Lee was saying, get that extra money, you know, like you want to be, especially if you're thinking, I want to leave my corporate job and build up. If you have a side gig or a hustle or you want to start your business, you know, get that money so that you can start building up this fund so that when you step away from your job, it won't feel quite so desperate, you know? Right, right. So, you know, women more than men have these behaviors of not asking for what they really would like. Um, that's a way of staying hidden, you know? So these are forms of hiding um, and not wanting to rock the boat, you know, not wanting to be a full presence and, stay, you know, be in your whole, you know, life. Um, not expecting more out of life you know, or anyone else, like not expecting more, you know, if your kids aren't picking up around the house, you know, not expecting more than that. Um, if, you know, they're teens and they don't know how to make their own dinner sometimes, <laughs> not expecting more, uh, not e expecting that your life can get any better or that you can ever have more than you have. That's a way of shrinking and hiding. So you may not think of that as hiding, but it's like hiding from what your life could be. Yeah. And I think it, there's a lot of fears that are behind that, right? Like it's, if I just can get used to accepting less in my life, then I'm not going to be disappointed if I don't get it. Right. If I go yeah. out asking for more and I don't get it, mm -hmm. you know, so you just get super comfortable. Like Lee was talking about earlier, just where you are with this little bit of less and kind of downsizing your dreams and shrinking yourself. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So shrinking and downsizing, um, not wanting to be disappointed. So you just expect less. That could be a good strategy short term, but long term, it's a terrible strategy. Um, it reminds like you're shrinking yourself into a corner forever, which, you know, just it feels creepy to me because it always reminds me when we have this conversation, it reminds me of these creepy twins from um, the, I don't know if people saw The Shining, but they're these two girls that are highly creepy. Um, and the little red rum kid in the movie encounters them in a hallway and they're like, come play with us, Danny, forever and ever and ever. And I, I just think of that when I think of a woman or any, you know, whenever I encounter this policy of making a short-term decision, you know, maybe to hide yourself or to, you know, not rock the boat and turning that into a long-term decision, it, it, it traps you. It traps you in a way that is scary, actually. Yeah, that was the whole premise of that movie, right? That they were all trapped at the Overlook mm -hmm. Hotel. Mm -hmm. so but you can leave the Overlook Hotel, which is the hotel in The Shining. Um, basically, find the key to the door that leads to freedom and prosperity, which if, you know, you want to start a business, that's probably some of what you want. You want some freedom from your day job. You want financial freedom. So you need to find, you know, how do I get the key to that door if I'm kind of trapped in some way and then walk through that door? But part of walking through that door means you have to come out of hiding. <laughs> yeah, that's a great metaphor, right? Like the door opens and 
Mm-hmm. Ta-da, there you are. Mm-hmm. So it's, you know, I, I love that has a very clear image of what it can look like to come out of hiding. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So essentially getting rich after divorce to us, you know, we, we try to explain that we don't, we don't just mean get more money. We do mean that for you. We absolutely want you to get financially free. But it also is so much more than that. It's so much more to get that in your life. And getting rich is also getting comfortable enough in your own skin to become the face of your brand, for example. I mean, it's even more than that. I mean, just if you just stop at getting comfortable enough in your own skin to have more confidence, that's huge. That's such a major goal for a woman. But um, in the business world, it also allows you to become more the face of your brand so that your brand becomes successful. Um, Cause you are, you'll hear us say this ever and ever again, you are the face of your brand, whether you want to be or not. Yeah. So let's just talk a little bit late before we kind of dive more into the bear mm-hmm. um, portion about what it really means to be the face of your brand. Um, mm-hmm. I know when Lee first started, you know, talking about this, I was very resistant. Like I thought, oh, that meant I was like billboards of my face were going to be splashed around the county, you know, and I was, could take it super literal that like I had to be everywhere. Like my literal face had to be in front of any person that I talked to. And I was like, it just felt super overwhelming. Mm -hmm. Right. That's a really good point. Um, You know, being the face of your brand can be way more subtle than billboards of your face um, or a constant photo of you everywhere. Um, But in a way, it is literal. Like, um, I always, like, if we look at Etsy, where mostly you're, you're, you're searching Etsy for a product, you know, you're not searching for a person. However, if I land on an Etsy page, you know, their little store, and, you know, because I've somehow Googled my way in there, um, the, the stores where I see a person's name and face, you know, they have their little icon, if they personalize it, if they have a little note from themselves, if I can see them responding to the reviews in a certain way, uh, then I feel like I, there's a person there. And maybe, you know, he or she's got a cute face, <laughs> you know, like they have their smile. By that, I just mean they're smiling. They don't have to look like models, but they have a smile. They look honest or whatever. I just begin to trust that page. And I'm more likely to buy from that person than somebody who has a very similar product. Um, I'll opt toward the person who's made themselves visible, so to speak. So in, in part, I, I literally mean showing your face and showing yourself and being present in wherever you're selling to be physically present somehow. But at the same time, it can be it can be subtle. You don't have to be out there being like an influencer. Uh, you don't have to go to either extreme. You don't have to be invisible and you don't have to be like a mega influencer person either. Yeah, I like that distinction. And um it is true. And I think more and more people want to know who they're doing business with. Yeah. So it is your picture of you, your face, your, you know, whatever you're comfortable selling. And it's how you communicate, how you tell your story, you know, like all of this is being the face of your brand. How do you respond to issues? Um, so I think it really is 
like you are your company when you're a solopreneur or you have a partnership like Lee and I do, you know, especially if you want to be a coach or a consultant or a teacher, you know, if I'm going to step out and hire those and Lee and I do all the time, I want to know the person that I'm going to be working with. You know, I want to know that we've got the same vibe, you know, that I understand why she's doing what she's doing and that it resonates with me. So there's like, it's a nuanced thing, the face of your brand, it is your face mm-hmm. and it is everything else about you that completes your story. Yet yeah, your tone, you know, cause your branding shows up in your written content too. It's the tone you said, it's the way your website looks, you know, the more corporate a coach, let's say it's a coaching website or a Facebook page, the more corporate they go and the more formal they go in tone. That's not the kind of coach I want. You know, I need, or maybe they're a great coach, but I can't tell, I can't tell what they're like. And so, you know, it depends on what you're buying, depends on what the product is, but there is a face, you know, because if you don't put your face, if you're not comfortable enough in your own skin to show up um, more overtly in your content that you write or in your photos, um, what happens is you, you're invisible and your brand actually becomes more invisible too, which I know is hard for people to understand. Like, but my, my, the name of my company is so cute. And, you know, I, yeah, I write, you know, um, you know, really, uh, you know, I was a lawyer, so I have really clean, right. I've always been a good writer, but lawyerly legally writing is a terrible way to sell something. Usually, um, they don't under lawyers don't usually understand that other people can't understand them. And, um, so if you don't start to feel comfortable loosening up and being willing to show yourself, being willing to play around with your content. So it becomes a little more of your personality, Uh, What will happen is people, even if you have a really good product, they'll start, you'll just kind of blend into the background and they won't focus on you. They won't select you. It's the people who stand out. And again, you don't have to be flashy, but you stand out by being understandable that, you know, as a entity. And by to do that, you've got to be comfortable as a woman to be in your skin being you in photographs and then starting to play around with writing a little bit too and your imagery because that's your brand that's your brand yeah so you might be thinking okay I got it you've sold me I'm convinced there is something to this visibility and being visible and financial success I I see that there's a connection there Mm -hmm. um but you might also be thinking I just don't know how to change and step into this role like Like, what does that in a um, real sense mean when I'm just sitting here thinking, oh my goodness, I'm not sure. Mm -hmm. Not sure that's for me. Yeah. And this is why I became a bear coach. And again, the bear is B-A-R-E and bear is a book written by Susan Hyatt. And she also is, you know, a very successful coach, um, And she was one of my coaches when I was learning to be a coach. And she now has very, very successful business. And um, so you can go check her. I've got her book here. So just so you get a visual. So there's bear. (laughs) And um, so I am a certified bear coach in addition to my other certifications. And the reason I 
did that certification, the reason I wanted to go through her program is because I, I did by that time understand that I was staying hidden and that I had trouble showing myself in a comfortable way. And again, by showing oneself, it doesn't mean you have to stand there naked, although it you're emotionally can feel naked. Um, psychologically, you can feel naked, like something bad's going to happen when you take a photo of yourself or, you know, um, speak in a way that's more you. If you start to play around, that feels can feel very uncomfortable and you can just want to stay in hiding. Yeah. So Lee, in a nutshell, mm-hmm. can you wrap up, you know, what exactly is bear? What is the kind of like the tenets of bear? Right. Um, well, Bear at its core is an empowering approach to transforming your mind, your body, and your life. It's how you shed everything that's weighing you down, physically and emotionally. When you transform these things, you naturally, you know, this is the premise, you naturally feel better about yourself and can more easily become the genius sparkly face of your brand, for example. I mean, the book wasn't written and the coaching program is not specifically for business women, but that's how I apply it. Um, but this is in general, your in your whole life, you'll be more genius and sparkly because you'll become more comfortable being yourself. Um, one main key to this approach is learning how to stop obsessing over your body and your weight because it takes up a lot of thought space for most women during the day. Um, this idea of like what they're eating, what they look like takes up an enormous, once you start paying attention, it takes up a huge amount of your brain space and your thinking time. And so when you can learn to stop obsessing over your body and weight, you can focus more on the priorities that really matter in life. And um, another key tenet is that you learn in this bare approach to life. You learn to take exquisite care of yourself, both inside and out. Yeah. I love that phrase, exquisite care. I know that, that that's used a lot and it's, it's really powerful. Um, yeah, it really is. So when you think about being a bear coach, how do you translate that into helping women make more money? Right. Yeah. I can see where like, what my body, my way, you know, what, um, it, it definitely can seem counterintuitive, but when you can feel better about yourself to the point that you're willing to show up and be seen, you just tend to make more money, uh, whether it's asking for a raise, you know, like we were talking about this earlier, raising your prices in your own business or going after an investment property in an aggressive, assertive way so that you get what you want out of that transaction. Mimi has a good story about this, by the way. Um, women who feel better about themselves and allow themselves to feel pleasure and enjoyment on a daily basis make more empowered decisions that benefit them in you know, many ways, including financial outcomes. It's going to include your finances as well. So that's how you make more money. Yeah. I just, um, I think a, a really simple idea of that is, you know, like walking into your boss's office or um, if you're dealing with an issue at your child's school, you know, like wherever it is, if you walk in there thinking, nobody's going to listen to me. You know, I don't have this. And your brain is telling you all of the reasons why you're not the right person to do this. You're not going to be successful. The other person is going to feel that energy 
And they're going to say, oh, I can see you don't believe that this is what you need and that this is what you deserve. So I don't feel compelled to give it to you as opposed to um, if you walk in there like, of course, you're going to give it like, clearly, this is what I deserve. You know, clearly, this is what needs to happen. Like, you know, and you see people move through the world like that. And I was always like, oh, my gosh, how did they get that confidence? Especially when I see it in like a young woman that's like 23, 24, 25. I'm like, what? Like, how amazing, right? To already be imbued with that. And it really is, it all starts with this sense of, you know, believing in yourself, you know, all of these things that Lee was talking about that bear, you know, helps you do just feeling better about yourself and your self-worth. I I love that, Lee. Yeah, um, it is. And a lot of this is very subconscious, unconscious, you know, the person you're asking a raise from is not consciously thinking, well, you're not confident enough, so I'm not going to give it to you. They just pick up the, it's it's like this energy shift that creates an energy shift in them. And this goes on, you know, below the surface most of the time. Um, so, but, but your energy and what you expect, what you really expect to happen matters. And when you're feeling better about yourself and taking good care of yourself, you're raising that bar about what you will accept out of life and expect out of life. So when you start to treat yourself better, you know, through kind of this bare process, um, you know, it's like a process for starting to treat yourself better on all fronts. Uh, you raise the bar. And then when you go out into the world, you raise the bar too. You're going to raise your prices on your products. You're going to actually expect to get that price. Yeah. And even just put the product out there, right? In the yeah, first even, even just putting it out there, right? Yeah. So yeah. Um, why, why are these concepts so challenging for us? Mm-hmm. Like, I think women specifically, divorced women is the population that we're talking to because we can intellectually know that what you're saying is true and right. And that we should be working all the time on feeling better about ourselves and trusting ourselves and recognize our inherent self-worth. Like we know that that's what we should be doing. And yet it's still so hard to, to get into that space sometimes. Right. And you'll hear us say this a lot in our podcast and our programs um, these concepts of bear, which are essentially just taking really exquisite care of yourself, fly directly in the face of culture for women. This is the cultural expectation for women, you know, in kind of aggregate, and, and it carries over from hundreds and even thousands of years of training and culture. Uh, this concept that a woman would take exquisite care of herself on a daily basis is in a cultural, like shocking in a cultural way. And we're trained into our culture from a very young age. Again, this stuff becomes very subconscious and unconscious to us, but you can start to understand that this is true. So um, these bare concepts of simple things like just taking care of yourself challenge our deepest belief systems that were ingrained in us as children. And most women don't feel comfortable believing they deserve pleasure on a daily basis. That word pleasure can even feel shocking for women. We've watched it, like, you yeah. know. <laughs> most women believe they should be sacrificing themselves for the sake of others. And I, you know, I definitely can veer toward this. I, I have to work with my own self all the time. Um, Mimi, I know Mimi and I both struggle with this idea that we always need to be sacrificing, sacrificing, especially for our children. 
Um, Martha Beck calls this the Jesus complex, by the way, which we won't get, you know, Mimi and I were both raised in kind of a Judeo-Christian um, setting, but I hope that doesn't upset anybody. But it's, it is this idea, it's the idea that we always need to be like almost killing ourselves to take care of others. And we've watched the look of horror on our clients' faces when we say they deserve to build pleasure into their daily lives. But at the same time, they also look a bit intrigued you know, at the end of it, like they're listening to a strange new kind of fairy tale that has an interesting twist to the standard plot line. Yeah. Yeah, that's really true. And I think it's, um, it's why these bare principles answer the question of becoming visible, right? Like if we, you know, we started out by talking about why it's so important to be visible and that, you know, like, how do I get there? Mm -hmm. And, um, like they said, Bear wasn't a book that was written necessarily for women to show up in their business. Mm -hmm. It really was for women to start showing up in their lives, right? I mean, right. you're the bear coach. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I don't want to put that in there, but it's like, yeah, you, you know. Know, yeah. <laughs> it all starts with you, right? It's like when you can, you know, feel more confident, um, more self-assured showing up in your personal life, then that is how you translate it in. Like it has to start there. Nobody's like, oh, I'm going to show up in my business in this, you know, unique, highly powerful, visible way, but they're not showing up like that personal, like that would be a really hard, hard thing to be able to do. Right. And, and I've, I think I've even been stuck in that dynamic before where I go at business in a certain way. And it's kind of separate from the way I really live my personal life where I'm over-sacrificing, not putting up good boundaries. And then I get like exhausted and, and then think, oh, well, I can just change masks now and be businessly. And you can only do that for so long. And then you realize, oh, wait, these things are connected. And it's a really important to start to understand that you're a connected individual, whether you're in your business or your personal life. There's really no two people. It's all you. And a lot of the stuff shows up energetically and people see through any facade you think you have or any idea you may have a belief system, but people see the truth. So if you're not feeling like you deserve a raise or the price you're asking for or to be heard or you, you're scared, you hesitate to ask for these things. Uh, people just can kind of see, feel it, you know, and again, they may see it more consciously, it may be more subconsciously, but um, people are smart at the end of the day, even intuitively, and they'll just perceive like, I don't need to give this person, I don't need to concede to their ask for the raise, because I know that they'll back down. And they may not think it through consciously like that, but they just kind of know they don't have to. Yeah, and I just want to say this isn't talking about your competence level or your ability level. No. Because you can be amazing at your job mm -hmm. and know that you're amazing at your job and know, you know, how valuable you are within your family, within your community, within your company, and still um, be struggling with this idea of self-worth and being visible. Well, that's the outrageous part of it, Mimi. Yeah. That's the part that gets us fired up about ourselves, our daughters, and our clients, our friends, our family members. This is what sucks the most is that 
a really super talented, smart, wonderful, genuine, genuine, lovely, funny, you know, just salt of the earth person who offers so much can expect so little and accept so little and then not really go for things because they're, they just want to stay hidden because of all this cultural crap or crap that happened to them through life, you know, from maybe the way they were brought up or maybe in their marriage, you know, and maybe it's a big big mishmash of why they're like, they're the way they are. We can't always say it's not, we're not blaming the marriage for all of this for by any stretch, you know, but that's, that's the, the thing that makes me fired up is, all our clients, bar none, are, are amazing people. Everyone we've worked with, where we've worked, done some group coaching and some one-on-one, we get to know these women. And it just, you know, at the end of the day, you know, it just, I'm not going to say a bad word, but it just irritates me so much that when they won't, when, when they can't quite break through, they can't walk through that door we were talking about earlier. They see the doorway right there. They're standing on the threshold, but they can't quite get themselves out there because of this cultural thing that holds them back where they feel like it's just safer. It's just way safer to stay hidden and to not take exquisite care of themselves all the time, you know, and then they start opting to not take exquisite care of themselves. And, you know, that's where I wish I could just lift people up and move them through the door, but each person has to do it on their own. And which is the best thing, you know, you've got to get to the point where, you know, Mimi and I have gone through the same journey. You know, I had to get to a point where I had to realize that other people weren't going to decide things for me. <laughs> you know, what I thought I would love to have, you know, I needed to decide I was going to get those things for me because I deserved it. And because I needed, that was part of taking care of myself and that I deserved to be taken care of. And, and I was indeed the one to do it. <laughs> Yeah. Sorry, it was a salt box moment. I got on my salt box. I know. Not salt box, soap box. (laughs) (laughs) Because it's so true. Why we've experienced it ourselves. So we know the pain of being in that spot. And we've spent so much time and energy and love trying to help pull people through that door. And it's like anything, you can't do it. You know, you can't do it for somebody else. You can help them. You know, that's that's our goal here, getting rich after divorce is however rich looks for you, you know, whether it's money, confidence, you know, ownership of your life, freedom, 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 it all comes down to freedom of choices, you know, um, that's what we want for you. Yeah, right. Because money is worth nothing. Money in a business of your own is worth nothing if you don't also learn in the process to take exquisite care of yourself. It's worth nothing. Money, it's true. It does not buy happiness at the end of the day, it can make things a lot easier because, you know, when you're not stressing over money, it definitely improves that portion of your life in terms of paying bills and stuff. But, and maybe you go on some nice vacations and, you know, just feel more secure, but it it really, that's all it'll do. (laughs) That's all it'll do. And so to get that really rich feeling in your life and to feel enriched, that's that bear journey, you know, the exquisite care you take of yourself, the exquisite respect you have for yourself. Yeah. So we hope we'll, you'll start thinking about um, how can, can I start to make this shift? How can I start to take better care of me? Where am I hiding from myself, from my family, friends and the world, you know, like just start to 
think about it and, you know, what, what can I do to change it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, you know, just stay tuned. We're going to talk a lot more about this stuff, but um, yeah, your, your face is your brand, whether you know it or not, and you are the face of your brand, whether you want to be or not. So how are you going to get to where you feel comfortable with that? It starts as an inside journey. It's an inside job. Yeah, you can do it. You can do it. So Lee, if you were another guest on our podcast, I would ask them, hey, where can somebody reach out to you? So I'd love for you, like how can people work with you if they want to yeah. work with you as a bear coach? Oh, well, come to our website, uh, hergenius.co. So it's H-E-R-G-E-N-I-U-S dot co, C-O, and go to the work with us page and you will find me there. Awesome. And we will see you guys soon. All right. Take care. Thank you for listening to Getting Rich After Divorce. We're so happy you were here. We truly value each and every one of you. Yes, um, we, we sure do. And be sure to subscribe to us wherever you're catching us, whether it's on you know, through a podcast platform or on YouTube, uh, please subscribe and give us a five-star rating if you feel you deserve that Um, and and join our community so you get updates and, and stick with us.